Hey, we're all looking to save, especially on medical bills, but where do you start? Now, unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings, well, it can seem impossible. HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance and they flag errors like overbilling or wrong codes and fraud. And you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, saving starts with knowing where to look. Go to their website. It's HealthLock.com today before you see any other healthcare provider. Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, of now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. Now, as you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Now, you can get unlimited talk and text, plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile for the exact same service. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N, make the switch today. Save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Are you being influenced? Well, if you watched the blockbuster film in the last decade, well, then there's a chance it has been influenced by the Chinese Communist Party. Now, here's the reality. The CCP may be running the largest influence campaign in history. Now, in Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, well, investigative reporter Tiffany Meyer reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. And for a limited time, you can watch the first 10 minutes for free when you go to the website, hollywoodtakeover.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Hour two, Sean Hannity Show, toll-free on numbers, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program. Uh, if you recall, going back months and months and months now, I kept telling you that both James Comer's committee and the Judiciary Committee, House Oversight Committee, and the Ways and Means Committee, that there were literally dozens of whistleblowers that were lining up. Well, now we know that the GOP is in the Ways and Means Committee, uh, about to call six witnesses who will say that Attorney General Merrick Garland lied about the DOJ not interfering in the Hunter Biden case. Now, we had two of those witnesses last week, an IRS whistleblower saying that there are five others who heard the Delaware U.S. attorney say that he was prevented from bringing charges against Hunter Biden, directly contradicting what Attorney General Merrick Garland said in sworn testimony. Now, why is that a big deal? Uh, because you can't lie to Congress. Uh, there are people that go to jail for lying to Congress. Anyway, so the federal prosecutor, this guy Weiss, that was in charge of investigating Hunter, uh, told was told by at least six witnesses, or told at least six witnesses, that will now testify that he lacked the authority to charge the first son outside of Delaware, was denied special counsel status, according to a new IRS whistleblower. Now, we've played the tapes of Merrick Garland on this show saying that he had full, complete authority to take this investigation anywhere he wanted. That was not true, and, and these witnesses will testify to the fact that that's not true. And David Weiss made the disclosure on October 7th in a meeting with top IRS and FBI officials, and he's directly contradicting the sworn testimony of Merrick Garland, uh, which now raises the real possibility of an impeachment of the Attorney General of the United States. Is this real? Yeah, this is very real. And anyway, the, the first reaction of people, for example, 
one of the IRS whistleblowers last week, this guy Shapley, who did a really amazing job. And I, and I thought the media and I thought Democrats love whistleblowers. But, boy, they tried to ignore this story from start to finish, uh, but saying, I'm not the deciding official. I mean, quoting Weiss specifically on whether charges are filed. He then shocked him again with news that the Biden-appointed U.S. attorney, Matthew Graves, would not allow him to charge in his district and added the IRS whistleblower Shapley last week, who said the Graves' refusal to prosecute uh, sanitized what was the most substantive criminal conduct and concealed material facts of the first son's case. And then, of course, the delay resulted in the statute of limitations kicking in on tax crimes going back to 2014 all the way through 2017 and 18, where he got the two misdemeanor charges. Remember, Wesley Snipes had three misdemeanor charges. He, he got a three-year jail sentence. Uh, but his legal team identified four of the six witnesses in the meeting as the Baltimore FBI special agent and the assistant special agent in charge, as well as Shapley himself and his boss and the IRS special agent in charge, Daryl Walton. And the IRS whistleblower identified all of these people. And anyway, now House Speaker Kevin McCarthy uh, stated on Sunday that Republicans will launch an impeachment inquiry into Garland if, in fact, these whistleblowers' accounts are corroborated, which now appears to be about to happen. And Jim Jordan is expected to call forward the witnesses as it manages the fallout uh, of the perjury allegations against the Attorney General of the United States of America. This is a big deal. This may be the smoking gun that says bye-bye Garland and shows everything we've been telling you. That we have a dual justice system. We don't have equal justice. We don't have equal application of the laws in this country. You know, none of the purported meeting attendees re responded to requests for comment. The FBI record, uh, you know, didn't want to give any answers. But uh, now all of this is going to come to a head. And what will the Republicans do? I don't think they really have any choice at this point. Anyway, joining us now for their take, Greg Jarrett, author of the bestseller Trial of the Century. Alan Dershowitz, author of the other bestseller, Get Trump. And uh, I want to get both your takes on all of this. Greg, we'll start with you today. Well, I wrote a column yesterday that says Merrick Garland has corrupted the Justice Department and should be impeached. He, his denials that, the, that he and the DOJ and the FBI did not interfere uh, in bringing serious charges against Hunter Biden it is farcical. They, they are dishonest. I think uh, Merrick Garland, when he said, oh, David Weiss, the U.S. attorney in Delaware, has complete unfettered authority anywhere beyond his jurisdiction, I think that constitutes perjury, according to the whistleblower, Gary Shapley, and five other witnesses who were sitting there in the meeting. The opposite is true. And, you know, I think the judge who is scheduled to hold a sentencing hearing for Hunter Biden on July 26 needs to pause to determine whether or not the Attorney General of the United States uh, corrupted the process, giving a sweetheart deal to his boss's son in order to cover up for his boss, who is implicated in many of these influence peddling schemes. So either David Weiss, the U.S. attorney, is, was lying to the IRS team investigating Hunter, or the attorney general lied to Congress, Alan Dershowitz. Uh, and um, why do I suspect, based on previous conduct of this attorney general, that it was the attorney general lying? 
Well, I think the way to find out what really went on is for the judge, as uh, was said previously, for the judge to delay accepting the plea bargain and for him to say, look, this plea bargain was based on an assumption that the district attorney, the U.S. attorney in, in Delaware, had the authority to investigate charges in the District of Columbia, in California, in Florida, and other places. If that's not true, as now seems possibly to be the case, then I can't accept this plea bargain. This, this plea bargain is based on what appears to be a false assumption. And judges have the power to reject a plea bargain, even if both parties agree. The problem is, who's going to ask him to do it? Because neither side has an interest in undoing the plea bargain. Obviously, Hunter Biden is thrilled with the plea bargain. No prison, no, no felony conviction. And obviously, the government is satisfied with it. But the American public is not satisfied with it. And the judge is supposed to represent the American public. So it is certainly possible that on his own, the judge may say, uh-uh, I'm not going forward with this plea bargain until I find out whether or not Weiss had the authority to investigate crimes beyond the borders of Delaware. And if he did have that authority and didn't do it, that's one thing. If he thought he didn't have the authority and he did have it, and that's why he didn't do it. This all the all the evidence, Professor, seems to show that, in fact, he attempted to do so and to even go out of state and he was stymied every step of the way. And that and that raises a very serious question about whether or not the plea bargain is based on true knowledge that all sides had of what the situation was. If there was a mistake or, you know, you can say perjury, you doesn't have to reach that. All you have to say is that the U.S. attorney in Delaware had a mistaken assumption that he could not go beyond the borders while the attorney general Dead, he could go beyond the borders, and that kind of mistaken assumption is enough to raise questions about the validity right. of the plea bargain. Yeah. Let me play for both of you, Merrick Garland testifying before Congress. You said previously you've stayed out of the Hunter Biden investigation. It's been on David Weiss to figure that out. Can you once and for all shed a little light? There seems to be a little confusion on what's going on here. Well, I'd be happy to. As I said at the outset, Mr. Weiss, who was appointed by President Trump as the U.S. Attorney in Delaware and assigned this matter during the previous administration, would be permitted to continue his investigation and to make a decision to prosecute any way in which he wanted to and in any district in which he wanted to. Mr. Weiss has since sent a letter to the House Judiciary Committee confirming that he had that authority. I don't know how it would be possible for anybody to block him from bringing a prosecution, given that he has this authority. And he was never told no. I'm saying he was given complete authority to make all decisions on his own. Does the Delaware U.S. attorney lack independent charging authority over certain criminal allegations against the president's son outside of the district of Delaware? Um, he would have to bring, if it's in another district, he would have to bring the case in another district. But as I said, uh, I have promised to ensure that he's able to carry out uh, his investigation and that he be able to run it. And if he uh, needs to bring it in another jurisdiction, he will have full authority to do that. So so what we're learning here, Greg Jarrett, is Biden has used the federal bureaucracy and 
and law enforcement and his own Department of Justice to protect himself, go after, uh, you know, uh, as domestic terrorists, you know, parents that actually care about their kids' education and speak out about it uh, on the one hand. And and meanwhile, uh, we have all these whistleblowers talking about real obstruction, uh, real political interference, abuse of the law in the process, and... You know, now we have a situation where they they clearly are being told that they interfered in this entire Hunter Biden investigation and stonewalled the special counsel, lied about it to Congress. Where is this headed? Well, the clip you just played of Merrick Garland is demonstrably false uh, when he said that David Weiss had authority beyond his jurisdiction in Delaware. If you look up the guidelines at the Department of Justice on prosecutorial authority, it specifically states that it can only be brought by the U.S. attorneys in those respective jurisdictions. So his representation on its face is false. But then on top of that, you have uh, these six people in a meeting uh, Gary Shapley memorialized it in his notes and an immediate summary email sent to all of the other witnesses in which he recounted how David Weiss had tried to bring uh, cases in California and Washington, D.C., and was halted by those Biden-appointed U.S. attorneys. And another person who was a witness in that meeting responded to that email saying he had summarized the contents of the meeting, and the remarks of David Weiss as true and accurate. So the question is, who's lying here? It's clear to me that Merrick Garland is lying. He has deceived Congress in his testimony, which constitutes perjury, and the evidence is compelling that Garland himself obstructed the investigation. And as I wrote in my column yesterday, on that basis... Uh, he should either resign in disgrace or face impeachment. Quick break. We'll continue more with Professor Alan Dershowitz and Greg Jarrett on the other side. 800-941-SEAN, our number. We'll get to some of your calls in the next half hour. A few more questions for them. And uh, as we continue with today's breaking news uh, and Hannity tonight, 9 Eastern on the Fox News Channel. If you want to join our audience show Wednesday and Thursday, just go to Hannity.com. Tickets are absolutely positively free. We'd love to see you as we continue. Hey, Sean Hannity here for my friends at Lone Star Transfer. If you felt like booking your timeshare was difficult in the past, you know it's recently been almost impossible. Now, most clients are shocked to learn that their timeshare is now available to the public, and that severely limits booking options. Now, many owners have also reached out, and they're upset that their yearly dues have nearly doubled during the maintenance fee season. Now, for well over a decade, our friends at Lone Star Transfer, a family-owned company, they have had the pleasure of helping thousands and thousands of people legally and permanently get out of their never-ending timeshare fees. Now, Lone Star Transfer guarantees the release of all liability to your timeshare in writing and in a specific time frame. Call my good friends for a free, no-obligation consultation. 
Write this down. Call today, 833-594-0075, 833-594-0075. They're online at LoneStarTransfer.com. Right, we continue now with Professor Alan Dershowitz, author of the bestseller, Get Trump, and Fox News legal analyst, Greg Jarrett, author of the other bestseller, Trial of the Century. You know, uh, Professor Dershowitz, what we have here is now we're going to have six specific whistleblowers that apparently took notes in real time, uh, witnesses backing up uh, the prosecutor Weiss's uh, take on all of this, coupled by his his lack of ability in spite of efforts and, and apparently data that backs up his attempts to go even even beyond and further in the investigation, and that we have the Department of Justice and Merrick Garland and stonewalling all of this from start to finish, uh, stopping the appointment of a special counsel by claiming that the special counsel that that Weiss has more power than than the special counsel, which we all know is a lie in and of itself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just have to ask, I mean, is this going to stand? No, I don't think it will stand, but it needs somebody to press the judge. What I suggest is that an organization like Judicial Watch or some other organization that has credibility Go before the judge as amicus curiae, as friend of the court, because the government's not going to do this, and Hunter Biden's not going to do this. So you get a third party coming in front of the court and saying, Your Honor, you cannot accept this plea bargain without calling Weiss as a witness under oath to answer questions about what his authority was. Did he try to go to other states? Was he rebuffed? Who was he rebuffed by? And then calling Garland and saying, Were you aware of this? Is this consistent with the testimony you gave to Congress? This may or may not happen on the judge's own initiative. It should happen. But after all, this is a Delaware uh, judge, and uh, Delaware is a, a very, very closed uh, in area. And I would, I would strongly recommend, I hope that people from Judicial Watch perhaps may be listening to this, that they or some organization like that go into court on behalf of the American public and say, without regard to what the parties want, we demand, Your Honor, call the U.S. Attorney and the Attorney General to answer these hard questions under oath before you validate the plea bargain. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, 
the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. 
This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, 25 to the top of the hour, 800-941-SHAWN. Our number, if you want to be a part of the program, uh, we'll continue in a moment with Greg Jarrett and Professor Alan Dershowitz. I have been telling you now for many months about the importance of every school in the country having a Knox entry access system. Now, that quickly allows law enforcement into any locked campus door during any active shooter incident. And tragically, these school shootings continue. They have devastating outcomes. Uh, and the Knox company now has been trusted by first responders since 1975. They have their all new advanced electronic e-key technology, local, state, federal law enforcement. They can access locked doors during any crisis situation. And statistics now illustrate the need, the importance for every school to install this invaluable resource. And a Knox entry system can be installed and managed by the school, the district, parents, grandparents. Uh, it's important you ask your kid's school if they have installed a Knox Entry system. You can learn a lot more. Go to their website at schoolentry.com. That's schoolentry.com. Uh, you know, we continue with this 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 ongoing dual system of justice that is more pronounced than it's ever been. You know, if you have a, a parent going to a school board meeting, maybe they're critical of CRT or age inappropriate material or gender identity being taught to, you know, kindergarten through third graders or even in middle school. And their their values are being contradicted by by administrators that think that they know better. You know, they're getting investigated as domestic terrorists. Uh, then, of course, you know, pro-lifers will investigate them, too. What happened to the 574 people that were involved in 574 riots around the country in the summer of 2020? Nothing happened to them. They only cared about one riot, January 6th. Uh, how about we care about all the rioting? In that, in that summer of 2020, we had thousands of officers pelted with bricks, rocks, bottles, Molotov cocktails. Uh, thousands of those cops were injured. Uh, a couple of dozen dead Americans, billions in property damage, and, and nobody lifted a finger in spite of all the video evidence we had. It's amazing, this dual system of justice. Hillary Clinton, top secret, classified information on her servers, uh, but no reasonable prosecutor would prosecute. Talk about obstruction, 33,000 subpoenaed emails deleted. We'd never heard of bleach bit. Well, now we know, uh, and they were just wiped clean like with a cloth. And, of course, devices that might have had copies of these emails, they were destroyed with hammers and SIM cards were removed. Nothing happened. Visa applications based on a phony Russian disinformation dossier that uh, we now know from Durham that not one thing in that dossier were they able to corroborate. Not one. But the FBI knew that in early October of 2016 because they sent FBI agents over to over the pond to meet with Christopher Steele and offered him over a million dollars. If he could corroborate any of it, he couldn't collect a penny. 
But by the end of October 2016, they were using that as the basis of what became four FISA applications to, to ruin Carter Page's life and have a backdoor into Trump world. And three of those those FISA applications where it says verified on top signed by James Comey. Then we've got, of course, a, a weaponized DOJ. OK, all things Trump will will raid Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago, but we're not going to raid Hillary Clinton's Chappaqua home. Anyway, we continue with best-selling authors, uh, Alan Dershowitz, author of the bestseller Get Trump, and Greg Jarrett, author of the bestseller Trial of the Century. You know, on a prima facie case here, it seems like the Attorney General of the United States has weaponized the Department of Justice, Mr. Uh, uh, Professor Dershowitz. That's what I'm seeing. Well, I want to get to the bottom of it, and that's why I want the judge, the judge, before he accepts the plea bargain, and a judge must accept the plea bargain. It's not enough for both parties to agree to call Weiss and to call Garland and ask them about what appears to be contradictory statements. Now, I can imagine Garland saying, look, I wasn't aware of this. I didn't know that they had been requests uh, for uh, investigation by Weiss in California in the District of Columbia. And but, they would but he can say that, but that's not what he said to Congress. He said that Weiss was given complete authority to make any and all decisions in this case. That on, on his own. Yeah, that's exactly why we need for the judge to call these people. Now, he may not want to do it on his own. He may take the easy way out and say, look, both parties have agreed. I'm just going to accept the plea bargain. I hereby sentence you to uh, no time. You'll be in this program, et cetera, et cetera. Or somebody can go to court and say, Your Honor, we represent the people of the United States, and we want hearings. We want, before you accept the plea bargain, to call these people, because you can't accept the plea bargain that may have been based on false information. All right, Greg Jarrett, to me, this is now a big deal and a moment of truth. And assuming that we're going to hear from all six of these whistleblowers that will corroborate this story and they have notes taken in real time that will back up what they recall, uh, tells me that Merrick Garland is in a heap of trouble. Now the question is, what should Republicans in the House do? I would argue that this is a perfect case for impeachment. Well, I, I agree wholeheartedly. I, I've said so repeatedly, including a column yesterday, because what's happened here makes a mockery of the rule of law. It has destroyed trust in our justice system, which was already uh, on the precipice. And Merrick Garland is to blame for that. Uh, he has deceived Congress in his testimony, in my judgment. He's actively obstructed an investigation to benefit his boss and his boss's son. Uh, and, and I think regardless of what the federal judge does at sentencing, and I hope the professor is correct, that a judge can, on his or her own, uh, intervene and, and halt it and say, I, I need more information before I approve it. But I think the uh, House committees are really the last refuge for anything resembling justice. They can't prosecute, of course, but they can expose. And, you know, members should continue to unravel the truth so that the American public can decide whether, you know, the incumbent president running for re-election is a crook surrounded by family members profiting from his public office and whether the attorney general of the United States obstructed an ongoing investigation to benefit uh, Joe Biden and his son. And don't you don't you think, Professor, 
you know, when you look at all the money we now know that the Biden family did in business deal with 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 China, Russia, Kazakhstan, Ukraine, Romania, uh, Mexico and a dozen other countries while he's vice president and Joe Biden lied to this country repeatedly as a candidate, he knew nothing about it. And all the evidence that has now come forward, isn't it clear that Joe Biden was up to his eyeballs when he fired that prosecutor investigating his son using our taxpayer dollars as leverage in six hours so Hunter can continue to get paid, admitting he had no experience? You tell me, is that a quid pro quo, Professor? Because it certainly looks and smells like one to me. Well, it certainly does. And looking and smelling is enough to constitute probable cause. But what we need is hard evidence, and that's what the Judiciary Committee can provide. Well, let me let me press you on this. What part of Joe Biden admitting that he leveraged the billion dollars to fire the prosecutor and, and successfully did so, and Hunter admitting he had no experience in energy, oil, gas, coal, or Ukraine, but got paid all this money in Ukraine and would continue to get paid after the prosecutor was fired thanks to his daddy? Uh, tell me, what part of, what, what more evidence do you need there? What the defense will argue in that case is that the prosecutor was, in fact, corrupt, had a long history of corruption, and that Biden was just trying to assure good government in Ukraine. Now, that's very disputable, but it's far better to have hard evidence than mere speculation. Now, I don't think there can be any dispute about the fact that Hunter Biden had jobs for which he was utterly unqualified. Again, that's a good reason for people deciding who to vote for for president. But, you know, if we start putting people in jail who had jobs for which they were not qualified because of who daddy or mommy is. But don't you have a problem with the Biden family doing a, a billion five deal with the Bank of China and a Chinese foreign national taking that family on, a, on an expensive shopping spree? And and all this money from an oligarch in Russia, that's our number one, number two geopolitical foes and the family, you know, raking in all of this money. Or what about, for example, the exchange, you know, Hunter's, you know, best imitation of Vito Corleone. I'm sitting here with my father. Yeah. And if, if we don't get a call and 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 you did not keep your word, the consequences, everybody this man knows and I know are going to be after you. You telling me that that sounds like a, a a proper call with the president and his son to a Chinese national, and and a week later, lo and behold, uh, uh, professor, they got five million dollars wired to them. No, of course that's not proper. The question and the question. I'm just raising the questions. Is there proof the president was sitting near him, or was Hunter doing what he's often done, exaggerating and using his father's name in order to uh, get some money for himself? Is it? Is there evidence that this was a phone call rather than a WhatsApp communication? Is there evidence that the president, if it was a phone call, heard it? All of these are what turns speculation into hard, admissible evidence that I have stated publicly. Hard for me to do because I've known Joe, Joe Biden for a long time. If, in fact, he was sitting next to his son and he heard his son use his name in an effort to extort money from a Chinese businessman, that would be an impeachable offense if it occurred while he was president. Then it raises the question, can a president be impeached for conduct which would be impeachable if done while president, but that was done before the presidency? I've written a column laying out all these very difficult questions, but my job is just to ask the questions and the evidence 
has to be forwarded to let the American public decide where the truth lies. Look, the burden of proof in court is always on the prosecution, but in a political context, no, we're entitled to come to our own conclusions based on the totality of the evidence, and I'm hoping that none of the evidence is suppressed. All of it comes out. We want and we need transparency, which is why Donald Trump's trial has to be televised and why all it's, of this fact... It's, it's not going to be, and, and Donald Trump can't get a fair trial in New York, D.C., uh, or Fulton County. That I can tell you. Anyway, I appreciate you both. Thanks for staying a little longer. Greg Jarrett, Alan Dershowitz, 800-941-SEAN. Our number, if you want to be a part of the program. All right, we'll get to the phones when we come back. 800-941-SEAN. Look, one way you could save money and not sacrifice service, not even a little bit, is switching to my cell phone company, a veteran-owned company with the best U.S.-based customer service team to help make your switch simple, easy, and fast. And that's Pure Talk. Best part is Pure Talk gives you the same exact service as Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile. The same service, meaning they use the same exact cell towers, the same 5G network, the average family for the same service, saving close to $1,000 a year, many families saving more. And right now, our friends of Pure Talk are offering unlimited talk, unlimited text, ultra-fast 5G data that's only 20 bucks a month. Dial pound 250, say the keyword, save now. Get unlimited talk, unlimited text, plenty of data, 20 bucks a month. Anyway, it's simple. Pound 250, keyword, save now, money in your pocket for the exact same service from our friends at Pure Talk. Do it now. You'll save an additional 50% off your first month. The Sean Hannity Show is up next. Hang on for Sean's conservative solutions. Busy phones. Mark in Connecticut. Mark, you're on the Sean Hannity Show. How are you, sir? Good. Thank you, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. I've been listening to you forever. Love you. You're one of the greatest patriots we have on our side. You're very kind. Thank you, my friend. What's going on? Excuse me. With that being said, I have a slight bone to pick with you, though. That's all right. You can pick away. Go ahead. Uh, you know, I mean, I love you, Mark Levin. Uh, Thank me. Yeah. Which all of you guys, the, oh, the great ones. You guys have been done so much to bring to the forefront what's going on. But here, herein lies the problem. We hear about it every day. We all know about the bleach bit and the taking devices with hammers, and we know about the inequality in the justice system. We know about Hillary walking around, you know, scot-free and all the rest of them. All right, but go ahead. But, but only half of the country gets to hear that. Now, I know every day you repeat those things because you always do. There might be one new listener. If you can grab one new person to, to hear the truth, then you've done your job. It's just like, you know, my, my other good friend, uh, Leo 2.0. Remember how he used to be? <laughs> and he came around, right? He did. We can change people over time, but it's not easy. Well, here's the thing. We need to put this out. Like, I think Mr. Dershowitz brought it up. We've got to find a venue. Look at that dog and pony show that the left put on with that inquiry into the January 6th that was totally 100% biased. Couldn't even get any uh, Republicans on the committee to ask questions except for ones that were rhinos that they know they would ask the questions the same way that the Democrats would. 
By the way, the Senate's final January 6th report blamed the FBI for ignoring the clear warnings of potential violence. In other words, as even Lester Holt reported, that there was every bit of evidence that they had in the lead up to January 6th that people were plotting, plotting, planning, scheming, and they didn't lift a finger to prepare. So I believe, though, if we could get a public forum that large in an audience in a prime time situation where we could present our own representation of all these criminals, of all these people who have, we know, the facts are much more, they're not just circumstantial. There's so much evidence. It's like it's coming out of a fire hose. There's so much evidence. Look, Mark, to the best of my ability, and, and trust me, I'm gulping water every day doing three hours of radio, an hour of TV, trying to get this information out. And and I'm I'm, I'm I'm not complaining. I'm spending hours and hours making sure I have every fact and everything down pat and I try to consolidate it. And I write a monologue every night, you know, to, to make it understandable for everybody. But until we can get the swamp actually drained, until we can find a way to do that, it's not going to matter if we go out like you were talking earlier um, Oh, All right, but it's, it's, uh, when you say invoke, but l- let me let me just disabuse you of this. This is an opportunity now for the Republicans. There's going to be a moment of truth here. We're going to hear from these whistleblowers, and they're going to corroborate David Weiss's uh, take on this. And the Attorney General is going to be exposed as having perjured himself. That's what I believe is going to happen. Time will tell if I'm right. When that happens, it's time for them to impeach him. And I don't say that lightly. Okay. Let's see. And, oh, I, I mean, I appreciate that, but I, I really, I, the system is rigged. No matter what we do, I'm not. I'm not. Listen, I'm. I'm. I'm the one screaming that your government's corrupt and that we don't have equal justice or equal application of our laws. Now, do you, now, do you understand more deeply what I've been saying? Of course, I do. I do. I follow it. It's just that it's so frustrating as a as a patriot, fellow patriot. That you yeah. see all of this going on, and there's no. It seems it's very frustrating. That's another reason why why Donald Trump yeah. uh, numbers keep to keep growing at such an enormous rate because they know that he is the only guy that well, does get elected. I gotta run, but I hope enough Americans see it. That's all I can say. We'll continue. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. 
have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 